on geeks you're listening to episode 197 of the geeks under grace podcast my name is cody armor i'm here with shelly waldzar hello and joe morgan pizzazz <laughs> okay a couple things first of all the reason you're saying pizzazz is because this week you found out gadzooks is an old curse word meaning god's hooks yeah i don't even know what that means but Maybe it's his I would, right hook. I would rather... Ooh, the red right hand. What? <laughs> I'm going to have some people out there that understand that reference. It wasn't me. A red right hand. Yeah, so I would rather... I would rather retire a word that is uh, historically linked to a profanity. So he's, he's working on something new. Pizzazz was kind of a... I just popped in my head i don't know i'll come up with something give me suggestions yeah what should oh hashtag my new catchphrase gg cast what should joe's new catchphrase be it's got to be one word something i can do in an intro like that yeah this could be fun if it's if it's clean we may say it on the podcast you may hear joe yell it super loudly uh, yeah this could be fun. if it's not clean please don't include it <laughs> <laughs> Also, before we get into everything, Joe got a pretty special announcement. Yeah. Pretty exciting thing going on. I'm engaged. Yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty surreal. Congratulations, so Dan. We're super proud of you. Thank you. And excited for you. Yeah. <laughs> this geek this week we're geeking out about China's video game curfew. Scooby-Doo, and the importance of those Disney Plus Marvel TV shows. Are they important? Are they not? We'll see. First special shout-out to our Patreons at patreon.com slash Grace. Specifically, Brian Struther, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Sam Watson, David Corey, Hannah Bacon, Dan Alo, Trey Brayband, Peter Tallow, Michael Miller Jr., and Hannah Goose. Thank you all so much. We love you. Uh, let's, let's do this. What, are you, what video games are you guys playing? Go ahead, Joe. You got something. Were you? Are you playing Death Stranding? Yes, okay. I am. Oh, I'm about ten hours about in at it. this point. Um, man, this is it's crazy. <laughs> I I really like the story. and the the story's crazy, but it's really well done. And they're starting to. T- I mean, it's the he's created his own world. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. His own reality, and he's he's starting to weave all the pieces together. But there's a lot of wordplay involved in characters' names or objects in the environment, That's and how cool. they tie into stuff. I just finished chapter two before the podcast. I got started on chapter three, and I'm like eight hours in. I want to say how many um, chapters are there? 14. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. I don't I don't know if they're all that long, but a lot of it's because you're having to traverse these big world this big world on foot carrying cargo and if you have too much cargo on your back, it'll throw your balance off. You can slip and fall, hit the ground, drop or damage the cargo or complete mm-hmm. like there's a clip out there that's actually really funny in in retrospect. 
of a guy running across a bridge that's like 30 feet up in the air. He tripped and fell, and he didn't fall off the bridge, but when he hit the ground, all of the cargo on his back, like 15 pieces of cargo, fell 30 feet to the river below, and then the river carried it away. And so is he able to, like, does he have to go and retrieve that then? Uh, It's lost. I mean, if he can get to it, he can. The way the game treats it, once you're outside of a certain geological radius, it goes, oh, this is no longer just yours. Anybody that runs along, like multiplayer, can pick this up and deliver it for their own benefit. Okay. Okay. But that dude had story, like, required stuff on there. So you can go back to the quest giver and kind of regenerate the cargo. Got it. Okay. But there's no... For the first couple chapters, at least, there's no quick travel. Hmm. And so you're covering a big expanse, and you have to do it all on foot. I was really excited for this game myself, and I was going to buy it day one. And then it was it was the gameplay at Gamescom. It just seemed very repetitive to me. Enough so that I was like, I'm going to back up. I'll wait until I hear what other people have to say about this game. Is the gameplay seem repetitive to you, or are you having fun gameplay-wise? Uh, they're still building new mechanics in eight, ten hours into the game so far. I'm okay. getting new job mechanics, or new game mechanics. Um, the, I've I finally started to do some combat. Finally started to do combat, okay. And I'm torn, because it's real weird. Some of the guys are humans, and they, you can do hand-to-hand combat with them and knock them out or, like, choke them out if you're stealthy. Mm-hmm. And that's that's cool. Um, if if the BTs catch you, they will, like, drag you down and summon a, a big oily whale. Uh-uh. And if the whale swallows you, it kills you. You lose everything, and it leaves a gargantuan crater in the world. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. But... I'm at the point now where I, I have weapons to deal with the what the, they call the BTs. I don't even know what BT stands for, but okay. they've got weapons to deal with them. And the weapons are blood grenades that were made from, this is not a joke, shower water, urine, and feces from Norman Reedus. What the? Okay. What the? <laughs> what is this game? They're like, oh, you, your blood has some sort of property to it that that is that helps us fight against the bts so are you are you crafting these yourself in the shower like in Um, game obviously yeah so like when you get to a when you get to a base you can rest in your own private room and that gives you a bunch of different things you can do in there one of them is take a shower one of them and um this is an adult game by the way mature game no frontal nudity but full back nudity Um, okay but, yeah, urination, you choose to urinate or defecate or okay. shower. And after you've gotten into a fight with the BTs, you're covered in, like, sludge and slime, so you can go wash it all off and clean your suit off and stuff. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, the the one, one of the things that's interesting, the baby, the ba- like, as you, if you take a fall or you take a hit from an enemy or something like that, it stresses the baby out. And the baby will... The BB, yes, <laughs> which stands for Bridge Baby. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the BB will start to cry through the PlayStation controller. Whoa! That's terrifying. And so you can you can if you get safe you can go off to the side, 
look, get into your inventory, look down at your chest, and pull the BB off, and literally move the controller back and forth to rock the baby to calm it. Oh my gosh. Okay. And it plays Rockabye Baby, the little tune. I actually haven't seen the motion controls of the PS4 controller in a long time. We were just talking about, it was, um, what's that game, Second Sons? Yeah, Infamous. Infamous, yeah, where you can actually use it as a spray paint bottle. That was the best use of that mechanic I've ever seen. Yeah, that felt great, and I really haven't seen it implemented since. But So the, the basic premise, though, is that the world is completely disconnected, and you are... You're a porter carrying things from A to B, but you've also got a, th- a thing that lets you es- reestablish the places you're visiting on this network. Okay. And then each location, once they're on the network, can use basically a 3D printer to, to send and receive materials and stuff to what? one another. So you're trying to reconnect all of America. You're starting so you off are on having the East fun Coast. With it. It's not like overly repetitive. I, I have had moments where I've been very frustrated with it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then other moments where I'm having a pretty good time. Okay. So it's it's still very weird. There's still it's a lot still of game very left. weird. I just met Troy Baker's character okay. in, at the beginning of Chapter 3. So, yeah, there's I'm, I'm two-fourteenths of the way into the game. Wow. You playing so anything a, else? Any final thoughts on it? Um... Yeah, I'm gonna keep going. I, I like the storytelling, the 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 world and the narrative that they're building and putting together is very intriguing, and I want to see how it plays out. I don't know if the payoff would be worth it or not, but it's it's very well done and very interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, th- that and Call of Duty, just playing okay. rounds of Call of Duty with my buddies when I get a chance. Cool. Have you been playing anything, Shelley? I've been thinking, and uh, no, nothing new. I know new DLC came out, or the next, um, I guess, wave of DLC came out for Fire Emblem Three Houses, and I personally haven't played any of that yet, but I've seen some other friends play some, and you can almost pet the pets, the like cats and dogs around the cat. Almost? You can give them (laughs) gifts. I don't really know why they implemented giving them gifts that do actually nothing Instead of just having animation where you could pet them. Because I think that's all we really wanted. So, okay. like, you can lean down to a cat and give him a fish. But, like, you can use that fish to cook something instead. Or you can use that fish for something else or, like, sell it. Or you can give it to hmm. a cat that doesn't actually give you anything. I I personally would have liked it more I mean, if you could actually pet them, pet them. But when as I far feed as my I'm cats, aware, they don't give me any appreciation either. So Unless for some... I mean... <laughs> I don't know, maybe if you give them enough gifts, then they'll let them pet you. I have no clue. I've only just yeah. barely seen this DLC. But they added that. They cool. also added, um, you could go into the spa, which um, I think was a thing in one of the other games. And I think it was Fates? Yeah, I think there was a spa in Fates. Um, you can recruit Anna. People are into that, except you can't do any S support ranks with her. So that's people don't like that. And there's stuff with one other character that I don't know if you can, like, recruit him or if that you just get conversations with him that you didn't have before. But anyway, it's pretty uh, good DLC expansion. It's more than... Also, there's a bunch of new outfits. Like, it's probably the biggest ex- uh, wave that they've released, I think, is fair to say. So that's cool. Okay. So I want to go back and play that more. I just haven't 
Yeah. Are there any like new job classes or anything in the new DLC? Uh no, I don't think there's any new classes yet. I'm sure they're gonna add more classes. They just haven't yet. Speaking of DLC, um, I did play Smash because Terry came out. Terry was released oh, yeah. as DLC finally. Yeah. Um, and he is basically just like a another fighter character like Ryu, except he has a hard mode because you could do all the different inputs and stuff if you want to. I would like better. that. I that actually enjoy cool. playing as him more than than Ryu or um, Ken, but I don't know. It's whatever, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's all. I think that's all I've played, honestly. Cool. I Besides more Shadow of War, but that's just continuing the stream. Yeah. I I probably won't talk about it every week. I probably get bored of it sooner or later, but I did want to bring up Red Dead Online again because I've just I continued with that all week. Yeah. And I'm legitimately enjoying it. it it's more of everything that I kind of talked about last week in the sense that um i just kind of scratched the surface last week when i said that it's basically all of the stuff that you would do post post game in red dead 2 but in an online environment uh and i'm starting to realize i was starting to think about just like how different that is from when red dead online first started where it was there were no npcs it was very empty and there wasn't a lot to do after you got through those initial story missions and i do wish there were more story missions in this online mode um, and i'm sure that they'll release some at some point mm-hmm. but i'm having a ton of fun with doing the bounties and um i've gotten a different horse that is better for my line of work which is really cool because i just went with like the fastest horse the first time and thought that that was good Faster's but now i've got better. this horse <laughs> right yeah i've got this horse that'll run a little bit longer uh which is necessary for these timed uh bounties and yeah. it's a little bit tougher, so it's not getting shot down. Um, and it's, I don't know, I'm really, I'm enjoying it. I love all the NPCs. I found out there was one thing that I was like, this would be a really good idea, and then found out it's actually a thing in the game. Uh, you can, if you are an outlaw, if you're going and you are wanted for a lot of money, mm-hmm. the bounty hunters in the game, uh, including myself, can actually go after you as a player and turn you into, I can either take you down or bring you in to the prison. Okay. And then you actually have to sit in jail. And I don't huh. think you sit in jail nearly long enough because I played it the other way around just to see what it was like. Yeah. Um, it, you're literally, so it's like $20, which in this game is like real money. Like okay. it's not $20 worth of money, but you are, I mean, that's real. You could turn that into real money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that $20 becomes a timer and it just kind of counts down. And I was in there for maybe like two or three minutes um, sitting in prison because I, I was bad and it got caught. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, and you can sit in prison and like shake on the chains or on the on the bars of the door. You can yell at the guy and then <laughs> <laughs> razzle, let me out. Yeah, and then uh, if you really want to spend the money, which I don't know why you would, because you can just sit in there for two minutes, you can bribe the sheriff, give him the money that you have left in your bounty, and they'll let you out. I think it should be like. $20, though, in Bounty, you should wait there in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's online and just, like, make you make have you to walk suffer. away from the game for a bit. And then someone had mentioned another idea, which I thought would have been really cool, is if your posse could come and break you out would be a lot of fun. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, a lot of, like... sounds fun. Yeah, it could be really cool. Um, that posse part, like, breaking you out, that doesn't actually happen yet. But I would love if it did. Uh, I just thought it was kind of cool that you could... That my actions can affect the entire 
like environment in that way. Yeah. But there are other players that will be reacting to someone just having fun. Yeah. Uh, and then it also the fact that my little side quest things actually have a purpose in the game, and that I'm actually adding to this environment in that way. It's cool. I don't know. I like it. I will probably get bored sooner than later, uh, just because I've already sat on a train for an hour and got around the entire map just to see what would happen. And I was like, man, this probably means I don't want to be doing bounties, which means these bounties probably aren't going to be fun for much longer. Yeah. But it doesn't bode well. Yeah. If you were doing that kind of stuff in the post game before the online, you got the online, you saw that that was there was nothing there, and you stopped. Uh, it might be worth checking back out. Um, if you thought Red Dead Online or Red Dead Two was boring altogether, then obviously this isn't going to be for you. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it. That's all I've been playing. And I'll probably stop talking about it. I'm trying to figure out what my next game purchase is going to be. I'm thinking it might be Pokemon. But I'm also mad at them for having so few Pokemon yeah. in the game. I've I've read, I've been following on um, Reddit. Wait, you say so? There's still like 400 Pokemon in the game. Yeah. But like Charizard's in there, but Bulbasaur and Squirtle aren't. And that's just weird. It's they I I read somewhere I've been following a lot on Reddit um on the Pokemon subreddit about different news about the game um a lot of trashy stuff well a lot of things that's just <laughs> the game does that's trashy um some things though that's interesting where apparently there are like data files and stuff for the original Kanto starters for the game okay so like a potentially maybe post game or something there's a way to get like Bulbasaur or Squirtle um like and then some out. other there's like some legendaries and um things like that but there's still so many like johto like johto starters and like all right. them they, they, they're not in there there's a bunch I'll of just to... really weird stuff happening in that game but I, I guess there's two games in both those games <laughs> yeah i i'll probably wait a little bit like at a death stranding and just see how it sounds a couple weeks in yeah because uh, i'm excited for it i think it's gonna be really cool to have a like pokemon on, on, on my tv again um yeah but that does bother me there's so many pokemon missing i need to see which ones too because i need online, yeah i want charizard gyarados and gengar and i don't know if those are in there or not i haven't checked uh, but they kind of need for me i think to they are that. i think all of those are they better be they're sure. important yeah they're important um, to soul. a lot of things that people are upset about are i mean obviously not a lot of pokemon being in there um, or at least significantly less in comparison to just how many there are. But the mm-hmm. other thing that people are really upset about is that EXP share is permanently turned on. Yeah. There's no way to turn it off. And therefore, everyone who's playing it is finds their Pokemon being really, really overleveled. And people are talking about like different strategies to combat it because there's no way to turn it off. So people end up having a party of like 12 Pokemon that they just rotate. Yeah. Which is really interesting. I would assume, too, for people who ruin the game by doing the IV training and EV training, it probably really messes with their stuff. I've also heard that apparently you can change nature through something. Oh. That's crazy. Um, I heard that. I don't know if that's confirmed. Um, yeah, just competitively, this game makes no sense. <laughs> but by other, other means, it does make sense. The map looks very linear as well. Yeah, it's it like gym looks like after it could gym. Be, 
you can't you catch Pokemon after a certain level unless you have a high enough gym badge, which is really weird. I don't know. There's um, a lot of weird things in the game. I mean, that's that's. I guess that is a little weird because you could catch them before they just wouldn't obey you. Right. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, and even then, I think they, they would obey you. It's just traded traded Pokemon. When I'm pretty sure. I think maybe in some no. games it was in not the original traded. in the like original, the original game. Blue, if you were yeah, if you were under if, yeah. if you had a, a Pokemon that was too powerful and you didn't have the gym badge for it, they would they were very prone to basically right. stamp their feet and say no. That's I did that with my Charmander yeah. back in the day. I was trying to get him strong enough to beat Brock because I didn't know anything about po- like how Pokemon worked back then. I was like, I'll just level this thing up until it will beat Brock Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. And then it just stopped listening to me, and I was like, okay, well, like, that didn't work. Do? It's just weird. Because, Anyways, like, we can move on. Talk yeah. about a game that we aren't playing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if I play it soon or not. Yeah, it'll be interesting um, to hear your, your input. Yeah, if you do get it. crazy stuff going on in in China, Joe. What's up? Yeah, so China. Of course, we had all the stuff that Blizzard was dealing with and everything, but some more controversy sparked out of that. Mm-hmm. China has, and this is already in effect. They have instituted a curfew for gaming, basically. So my understanding is that they are allowing ninety minutes per day of video games max. Those are rookie numbers. And, wow. and nothing, <laughs> and nothing after 10 p.m. That's so crazy. And then on the weekends, you can play three hours. What if I want to play until 10:15? What happens when you're in the middle of a Fortnite match that you started at 9:55? I'm just gonna turn it off on you. It says, uh, "Let's see." Let's see. The government is introducing spending limits on accounts online, depending on the player's age. So, a maximum of $60 a month. I didn't know that. That's weird, too. Like, to what, keep what if your from, mom is just like, hey, I want you to be the very best like no one ever was? Where and... those <laughs> those aged between 8 and 16 can only spend a maximum of $29 a month. Huh. And then so 18 plus, you're you're fine. What if I need that skin? Then you better save your allowance and get that one <laughs> skin, and then that's all you get for the month. That's crazy. I don't I, – my biggest curiosity, and we weren't able to find anything on this, is how this is going to affect esports players in China because esports is a big deal in China. Yeah, oh, yeah. And so I would assume that I, – I guess either they're not going to have as good of esports players or they're pulling people out of school – and specifically going, you're you're going to be an esports player. You can play games longer than everyone yeah, because, else. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, 90 minutes a day is way less than what those StarCraft two teams and stuff were practicing. Right. I mean, that's it's a daily 8-hour, 12-hour day for them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. That's that's what I'm curious about. That's That really hasn't been talked about yet uh, in the gaming industry. I think everyone's still kind of an uproar that... There's a limiter on video games. Um, but there was a thing that came out from some important medical place that said that gaming could be an addiction. And that's why they're doing this. But I, this this is not the responsibility of the government. Yeah. In, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. It's just, this, I mean, this there's is already parents so not much, paying enough attention. Everyone always talks about China's censorship. And this is, 
I guess not explicitly censorship, but it's on the same, it's just on the same wavelength of like, oh, if we could control what our population intakes, like, why can't we do that with video games and just restrict it? It's like, it's madness. (laughs) Yeah. So weird. I wonder, I'd have to be online gaming. What happens if you are, you're an outlaw and you decide to play a video game at home Offline, um, I guess. If the U.S. government's able to watch us, I guarantee you the China government can watch them. Alexa's going to be like, hey, he's playing. Alexa, don't you remember that Google and China don't get along great? Alexa's not Google. Alexa is oh, that's Amazon. True. <laughs> that's true. I don't know how they get along. They probably don't. Yeah, that's a good point. China's probably got their own thing. Yeah, they've got their own version of Google. I can't even remember what it's called right now, but... And it's anyway, uh, moving on to the next piece of news. Guerrilla Games co-founder Herman Holst, the that's the company that made Killzone and uh, Horizon Zero Horizon. Dawn. Horizon! I love Horizon. Yeah. Ah, so yes. The president of Guerrilla Games, co-founder of Guerrilla Games, is now the president of PlayStation Worldwide. So it's no longer Shuhei Yoshida. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And... They're saying this is a big deal because this is like the first time that it's not been someone from Japan. Right. Yeah, that's kind of nuts. It's mm. someone from Europe this time. So that's the interesting news on that. Yeah. And then finally, Google announced their launch lineup for Stadia. Their, their game Final Fantasy lineup. VII Remake, uh, Ubisoft's <laughs> <laughs> Watch Dogs yeah, 3. No. No? So, the, it's a pretty underwhelming launch lineup. <laughs> uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which has only been out for like two years everywhere else. Okay. And, I mean, you remember they, they had this as the test bed for the Stadia right. last summer. So, it makes sense. Yeah. They already had it in the system. Destiny 2, which they've been saying from, from day one was going to be there. Uh, an indie game called Guilt. One this one seems weird to me. Just Dance 2020. Okay. Yeah, just dance. I don't even understand how Just Dance is considered a game. <laughs> I it's like it's like Doom now, right? It needs to be on everything. But I don't but but Doom has gameplay mechanics. Yeah, uh yeah. <laughs> I mean like You're right. isn't Just Dance just kind of like YouTube videos with outlines? I mean, how do they even score that? They Oh, I mean I thought when it was the camera. Dance, I thought I the Wii, like... Of, yeah, or like But the... Stadia is not going to have a camera. Xbox doesn't require a camera, neither does PS4. Really? Sw- I didn't know. When I think of Just Dance, I think of the Wii, and I think of the... Which... Was it the 360 that had the camera for Xbox? Which Xbox had the... Yeah, the, they had the little, yeah. like... Yeah, the... The yeah. Kinect, that's what it's called, the Kinect. But the Kinect's not required... I mean, like, you can play that. Just Dance without those cameras. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you had to have it. LJ said you can use your phone, but is that required then? Do you have to use your phone? I would imagine Otherwise, it's it just feels game. like a YouTube video. There's got to be a, a game mechanic to it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, also, there's a game called Kine coming out, an indie game. Mortal Kombat 11 and Samurai Showdown. So two fighting games. Red Dead okay. Redemption 2 will be available there, which, I mean, if you want a good meaty game, that's that's a good meaty one. So is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, so. 
And if they're talking about the, the high, you know, the fidelity of these graphics, yeah. that'd probably be a beautiful one to play. Yeah. Um, one I'm really interested in is, well, because of the technology behind it, Thumper, which was, it's a rhythm-based game. It's been out on everything. But it's really, it requires precision. And so oh, I'm okay. curious to see how that will act over over the internet. So they are like testing. They're like, we could, we'll show you. I think there are going to be some decent tests there that will really tell whether or not this is viable. Yeah. Um, Tomb Raider, the the new Tomb Raider, all Rise of, of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider definitive editions will all be there. Yep, that's it. Yeah. At launch. Other like they've announced other things that are coming later on. Yeah, Dark Sider Genesis, Dragon Ball Xenoverse Two, Farming Simulator, Final Fantasy Fifteen is on the list. <laughs> later, not immediately. Later, and Borderlands Three. Yeah, those are on the list later, but but still for twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, but that's been getting critically panned. <laughs> Metro Exodus, that will be a good one to to test the waters with because that's. That game employs ray tracing, and I don't know if they will do that with, with that or not. But cool. Uh, NBA Two K Twenty, Rage Two, Trials Rising, and Wolfenstein Youngblood before the end of twenty nineteen. Cool. Yeah. So that's all. Those are all games that will be out within a month of the thing releasing. Mm-hmm. And what is that like? Eight to ten games on launch day. <sighs> you'll be able to get hands-on opinions from joe and that's actually... yes yeah i've got one i ordered one back in june cool and you'll have like the stadia controller and everything right yes uh it, it comes with a chrome what do they call it chrome ultimate or chromecast elite or whatever mm-hmm. the special unit is um and the controller that will plug into the ethernet cool yeah sounds awesome so we'll see how good it works. Uh, oh, and then the pull list. I almost forgot. Oh, yeah. Pull list for the week. It's a gaming-heavy uh, podcast yeah, this week. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we we have some good games coming out. That, well, we say uh, we have some anticipated games. Potentially. Yeah, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which I'm very excited for. Looks really cool. LJ's going to be reviewing that. Pokemon Sword and Shield come out this week. Which, yeah. if you got a Switch and you like Pokemon, it's a big week for that. And I'm interested in it because this is the first console, the first right. proper console Pokemon entry. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I like there's the a Pokemon lot of upset people. Was, really I still, wasn't. I just want Gale of Darkness XD, but like a sequel on console, I would like that. But yeah. That was not, a cool game. I'm not going to do that, I don't think. It was a cool game. Some I've never played game. Gale of Darkness. This one it's a GameCube Pokemon. It's on the GameCube, yeah. Yeah, okay. you're like all the Pokemon were Shadow Pokemon, and so you were I, freeing all I these have Pokemon a, from. Okay. Had have I don't have it currently, but had a um, poster of Shadow Lugia because I had the. Oh, cool! I had the guide. I had the guidebook. Joe, you should look it up. Just like some video of it. Just you don't need to play the whole game, uh, but it's got kind of a Final Fantasy aesthetic to it. Really? It's really cool. Like it's a futuristic. Game? Yeah. yeah. What was it called again? Gale of Darkness. XD. I don't know XD. why it's XD. I don't know what the XDs are either. I don't It's just Gale of Darkness. Uh, that's extremely. All, that's all but they've got like hover bikes and stuff, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they have like hover bikes. They have. Um, what I thought was super cool about that 
Pokemon game back in the day was that it had all the Pokemon from the different generations. I thought that was super duper cool. Um, yeah. Given everything else was always like pretty separated. Um, animations are really cool. Uh, it's definitely a different type of um, feel because there's a story. It was like line. Pokemon Stadium with story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. But you could walk around. I mean, it was, it had a little map. Very cool. Um, cool. And then what else is coming out? Romancing Saga Three. This is a game that's been out for years, but this is the first time they're bringing it to the West. It's a JRPG, okay. and Age of Empires Two Definitive Edition coming to PC this week. Cool. Finally, hmm. that's it for gaming this week. Very cool. All right, we'll get into movies. Yeah. I'm. I'm the only one that saw a movie, correct? I think yeah, so. I'm not I was thinking, I'm like, movie. I just don't think I. I watched uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Is it any good? Yeah, I liked it. I don't think it was nearly as good as the first one. Okay. It Uh, was on our radar, but we didn't go see it. Yeah, I really liked the first one, and I was really surprised by the first one, too, because it was this PG Disney movie, and I was like, it's gonna be like this (laughs) children-oriented garbage. Uh, And it actually was kind of epic, that first one. And so this one kind of feeds off of it. It's very much, um, if you liked the first one, you'll like this one too. But it doesn't go above and beyond the first one uh, by any means. Okay. I I don't know. I thought it was really cool. I like Angelina Jolie and I like um, the, the overall story and this concept um, that she's not the bad guy. And so they've kind of like twisted the story around. Uh, yeah. I if if you watch the first one you like the first one I think it's worth watching, definitely something you can bring a kid to. It is PG still. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. I just don't think it's as epic as the first one. Yeah, that's fair. Cool. Well, from there then we'll get into the movie news. Yeah, so got a couple different things. Uh, finally branching away from like Marvel, but there's still some Disney yeah. stuff in here because, oh my gosh, we can never get away from Disney Can't and everything. Um, but we won't touch on that yet. What we're going to talk about first, I think the movie news that I'm personally most excited about, even if it's kind of weird, uh, there's going to be a new Scooby-Doo movie. It's called Scoob. Um, you know, because that's what Shaggy would just would call him. Scoob. Um, and it is is a movie it's sort of a different take on i guess origins of how the gang came to be especially focusing on scooby-doo's and shaggy's relationship like how they first I'm meet so curious if it's gonna like venture away from a pup named scooby-doo well here's the thing see. there's been so so many different um interpretations on scooby-doo because there's like the original show and then there's like so many other shows i remember <laughs> there's that one show where they were all kids and um that's pup. that's the that's pup what it was Scooby-Doo. okay i didn't remember yeah um so the, yeah they show the one. origin of him there yeah i wonder if it's on a beach too so there's that and then um i even watched this video recently about this comic uh i forget if it was dark horse or if it was i think it was actually dc um they did like this really weird post-apocalyptic uh post-apocalyptic oh my gosh i can't say that word but you know what i'm trying to say <laughs> Apocalyptic. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's basically uh, a very edgy, very adult take on Logan version. Scooby Doo. Scooby Apocalypse. That's what it's called. Thank you, LJ. That sounds really cool. 
it I, I basically I um watched this like review. Um, someone reviewed the comic series and it's just it's so weird, it's so different, and it just reminded me of how many darn um interpretations there are of Scooby Doo. And I think it's cool that they're doing a different take on this too because like there's been so many other scooby-doo movies in the past but they're always connected with the shows they always have the same style as you know whatever shows going on at that time um Mm -hmm. there probably have been i mean okay there's a live action scooby-doos that was kind of different this is like a 3d animation style it reminds me a lot of that charlie brown movie that came out a couple years ago oh yeah i was thinking of toothless uh how to train your dragon yeah because it is it dreamworks it looks like dreamworks i don't know if it is yeah but I don't it shouldn't be it should be Warner Bros probably yeah probably Warner Bros for sure um but it looks really good like it looks really clean like the animation's really nice and um mm-hmm. it's weird that Scooby's doing like full sentences but I guess that's that's just the ter- interpretation that's fine um but they're just watch the trailer if you're even a little bit interested in Scooby-Doo um you might be interested yeah. I think the trailer itself looks really fun Shaggy's voice is gonna take some getting used to and Scooby's too uh, and I don't really care about anyone else's voices, but theirs has been so iconic for so long, and even exactly. in the live actions. I mean, you know who did Shaggy's voice before, don't you? No. Casey Kasem. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's Casey Kasem's not with us anymore. Oh, I didn't realize that. You don't know who Casey Kasem is? <laughs> nope. Do you remember the <laughs> weekly top 40 on the radio? What? I didn't know. <laughs> oh, you're a child. Well, that's sad to hear. That you said that was Shaggy or Scooby. That was Shaggy. Okay. Well, the guy that does Shaggy in the live actions has that voice like down. Okay. That's beyond Cody's time. There we go. Anyway, that's what LJ said. Yeah, it, but it's voices are both a of their voices have been iconic throughout all the different iterations. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. It looks cool and. It looks definitely hilarious. looks more like it has kind of the feel visually of um, like a little kid's movie, kind of. Um, but like the jokes that they were making, it's definitely not entirely um, kid friendly. I mean, not yeah. not inappropriate. Definitely not inappropriate, I'd okay. say. But, but like a kid's not going to know what an IKEA is. Exactly. Like they talk about IKEA, and it's just like, wow, that's hilarious. But like, kids aren't. How gonna do you get know? That. Maybe a kid goes to IKEA with his parents. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I suppose. I think they There's did. also a reference to alcohol. I was going to say, they, they mentioned scotch. So, yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh. So, I don't know. It could be one of those movies that really makes it entertaining for Fun kids for and everyone. adults. I think that'd be really cool. But I, we have nothing else. This is the only trailer we've had. So, yeah. So, yeah. I'm excited for it. Scooby Doo is so iconic. Um, another, I don't want to call it iconic. To some people, it's very iconic. Ghostbusters. So, oh, you're gonna just hurt Joe's feelings. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, you're not gonna hurt my feelings. I don't. You don't like. I don't okay. like those. I don't like. I don't like. No. Who do we know? Do, we all don't really like them, right? Who do we know that? I don't really hate likes Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. I just I've only seen it a couple times. I'm not like. I won't freak out about Ghostbusters, but I, I don't get nothing against it. I'd watch it again. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Anyway, Dan Aykroyd's uh, confirmed that the original cast is going to be returning for the next Ghostbusters movie that's coming out in 2020. Um, cool. At least that's what I read. I think it's a 2020. That was all pretty rumored before. Yeah, it was like kind of hush-hush. Now confirmed. it's official, official. Um, it's going to take place in the same universe. I don't know if they're going to call it like a sequel necessarily, but at least it's definitely a sort of 
reboot, but in the same universe, like, because they're going to be in it. Anyway. Rick Moranis was in that movie. I'm sure that they made, like, the original four Ghostbusters will return. But if Rick Moranis comes back, yeah. that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see what direction it goes in. Because I know, um, like, I really liked the most recent Ghostbusters that came out a couple years back. That had all the woman cast. I liked yeah, that. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I didn't get to see it. But that's, I would be yeah. bummed if they completely ignore it. And I feel like they're going to. I feel like I they that's... would. Honestly, I think that seems wrong to me. It wasn't widely well received, critically Praised. accepted, right? I mean, right. A yeah. lot of people were like, oh, they're just replacing everyone with women. It's like, eh, I mean, you're right, but they had all men in the first place, so why not? <laughs> I yeah. Don't know. I kind of wish that they would have taken this idea where they're having the original actors and mix that with that. Just like to somehow confirm, like, this is all in the same universe, that'd be crazy. I would love that. Yeah. I think that'd be a really cool move for them to be like, hey, here's all these people. If they have, because I think I read somewhere that the protagonists are going to be teenagers. They're going to be the people kind of trying to figure out what to do. It'd be really cool if they have the original characters sort of grandfather them in and and teach them and mentor them. And then somehow these ladies come in and are there too, um, or at least even mentioned. I think that'd be cool, but I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, it's completely ignored that movie existed. It just seems weird. It's just, yeah. Since it's just released. Yep. Agreed. Hmm. And then, uh, getting back to Disney, of course, we can't ever run from Disney. Talk about <laughs> Star Wars is officially, according to Bob Iger, going to go on a high edit. Ugh, sorry, y'all. I can't speak tonight. <laughs> going to go on a hiatus after the rise of skywalker and it's apparently attributed to how solo went how it didn't go super well as well as all the criticism with the last jedi um which i think is honestly good i want them to stop milking that cash cow but they never will but at least if they can slow it down that's nice but they're also yeah gonna just... i mean we're gonna get a lot on disney exactly they're just gonna focus that energy into the tv shows which I think is cool. I that's fine with me because Obi Wan with Ian yeah. McGregor. <laughs> I think uh, Kevin Feige put out a comment saying that he disagrees that there is a fatigue, um, and I really think that his idea of making movies is just how the Star Wars needs to focus on this. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, they're making more and more Star Wars movies, but they have this whole universe that they can play in. We got to touch on this last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but if they were to really go out of genre with these movies, I think that it could be fun to see a Star Wars. I'm, I'm still really bummed, basically. This is all I'm saying. This is my soapbox. That Solo wasn't like a Firefly tribute. Like, I think it should have been, like, really Western and really put, like, an emphasis on that, like, cowboy part of Han Solo. I mean, the first time you meet him is in a saloon. Uh, and I think if it would have been a Western, it would have been different enough. And not just another Star Wars movie that people would have been like, whoa, this is so cool. Um, yeah. People that like Firefly should watch this movie. Um, I, I think that they kind of failed in that and making it just a, another Star Wars movie. Yeah, I think it's um, interesting to compare it to, like, Marvel movies. Because there's so many Marvel movies that have their own subgenres. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all superhero movies, but there's comedies and there's romances. Like, there's different... Um, you know, it's classic action and espionage, all those things. Right. Um, right. And it'd be really interesting to see that brought into Star Wars. Like, and I understand, like, trying to not do that for the main series, the main line, like, trying to keep that the same genre. Totally makes sense. 
like keep it consistent. Mm-hmm. That's why Last Jedi. But if you're gonna have a spinoff, so, yeah, criticized. But like the spinoffs, like I don't know. It, I really liked. Um, oh my gosh, I don't even remember the name of it anymore. Rogue One. I really liked Rogue One. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. definitely felt very different from the other Star Wars movies. And mm-hmm. I can't really say much because I haven't watched Solo. But what it sounds like okay. is that they could have taken that risk and gone even further into a different genre, and maybe they didn't. Is that like a fair Yeah, assumption? it was very much okay. like they went with the heist thing, yeah. um, which is very much Solo's identity. And I think they just they went too far into that instead of really um, going different. And so it was very much, you know, you're on the spaceships and you're doing this heist. And hmm. uh, Rogue One was kind of a heist in itself. And so yeah. you're like, all right, we've seen this movie. Yeah. Go expand you have this whole universe that you've created you can like literally do whatever you want with it um and because it's got the star wars name there's a good chance that we'll like it exactly like they honestly given they've created an entire universe um they have as much freedom as marvel maybe even more freedom because it's not condensed into one galaxy or something right like they have different galaxies they can talk about they can do whatever and the marvel movies all have to connect yeah like character wise you could have something happen in a planet that no one's ever heard of, but totally. because the force exists in that world and the lightsabers and the aesthetic, mm-hmm. uh, you can do a story that has nothing to do with the rest of the world. Yeah. As long as it's a good movie. I think that's fine. I think my main irritation with the Star Wars series is mostly um, in the mainline series and also just because they are so severely trying to get the milk the cash cow so much that irritates me a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think. Um, Maybe they'll find some freedom in the shows and in the yeah. future when they will inevitably do more movies. I believe Ryan Johnson is still planning a trilogy. Ugh. I'm fine <laughs> with spinoff movies as long as they, again, like are just different and interesting and they don't Expand. just be like, hey, like what type of movie is this? Oh, well, it's a Star Wars movie. It's all the same genre. Like you gotta... It is a space opera. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think they could use that freedom, but they just don't. So, yeah. but maybe this hiatus again will give him some time to think about it. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's our movie news. Cool. And Shelly, I see you've been watching Ruby. Have you gotten through? I've six? only watched like four episodes of season six. Okay. What do you think so far? Um, I like it so far. It's been so long cool. since I've watched Ruby. Basically, yeah. me and um, Daniel and my roommate, because we all watched it together before, we just were all hanging out one night and we're like, we're not even doing anything. Why don't we just watch Ruby? Like, okay. No, that's all on um, YouTube or all somewhere. We're trying to figure out where it is. I think it's all on the Rooster Teeth, at least. And my roommate has a Rooster Teeth I watch it in VRV. Okay, yeah. Um, animation's really pretty. Fighting is still wonky um there's really juicy lore which i like that i like learning about lore yeah i got real deep mm-hmm. so i'm actually pretty interested story wise now um and character wise i think the characters are pretty driven um I, yeah, i'm glad I you like watched it. it because i started talking i watched it a couple weeks ago i finished the season and just forgot to bring it up on the podcast oh yeah um yeah, super good. We'll definitely be more. Be ready for more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they'll do with Crow now that Vic is out. I don't I know if they'll wondering. just recast or no what. But I'm really, I mean, I don't know how to feel about it, I guess. 
just sad about yeah. the whole situation that it happened but the season definitely seems to have finished before they did recast if that was their plan totally yeah like i was even thinking like i knew season six came out well before all of that stuff went down but even then it's like i i heard a voice i was like oh yeah it's still him that's neat (laughs) it'd be really weird if it's someone else some other time (laughs) um but yeah i'm still getting through that i don't have much of an opinion on the season yet because i've only seen like three or four episodes but i'm trying i think the animation's getting better too even from last season i love like the facial expressions i love being able to see emotions and um I think some of the humor is sort of returning back to harking back to like the original seasons, which I think is cool. But again, like the, I think the fighting animations are improving a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. They're just still not to the level that they were in the first couple seasons, which makes me sad. Oh. That train scene though is so good. Yeah. <laughs> I was so impressed. That was very cool, I guess. It doesn't, it slows down though. So Yeah. Anyway, for sure. That's all. You've been watching anything else? I've been watching more of The Office. So that's about it. I'm, I'm actually cool. thinking I'm gonna try to like finish The Office because I realized I've seen so much of it, but I've never actually seen like the last two seasons. Yeah, so okay. I should. I know what happens, like, and that, that's fine. Whatever. But I haven't actually watched it, so I'm kind of trying to. I'm on season seven right now, anyway. So, yeah. And Joe, you are an episode behind on Walking Dead, correct? Yes. Yeah. I've we saw a headline that said this was a good week, but yeah, I'll, oh, I'll this get to watch probably, it tomorrow night. This episode was probably it's possibly my favorite episode in the show so far. I'll get to watch it. To, okay, that's cool. All right. I think we should get to watch it tomorrow night. So cool. Are you? And you can see why now, knowing from the last episode that you watched. Yeah, very yeah. fun setups going yeah, yeah. on. It should be really cool. That's people had totally written Walking Dead off. I had at one point too, and then people were like, "No, you need to come back. It's getting good again." And it is. Yeah, I saw an article recently that said uh, they consider it kind of going through a renaissance. Uh, yeah, which is so crazy because you thought, you know, spoiler I mean, here. Uh, I'm Rick glad to see Rick gone. gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so nervous about that, and I was like, "That's gonna be the end of the show." I was like, I'm not going to care anymore. Um, and the show really is like, not because he's gone, I don't think, um, but just when he left, they did a lot of interesting stuff to keep it alive. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay that he's gone. They I, needed to shake some stuff up. Yeah. They've done really well. I mean, I think that even if they would have done a five-year jump and kept him in, it would have been still cool. I mean, but things are very drastic now compared to how they were yeah, two definitely. seasons ago, and it's good. And I apologize if I'm spoiling that for anyone. That is a couple seasons ago now. Yeah. Um, but those are things that was announced. I still hate that they announced his death. But yeah, yeah, that was such great. So I don't feel too bad about spoiling it. But and then there was the time jump was also announced. Um, that was all true. For those who haven't been keeping up, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um. You've had time. <laughs> yeah. Then, have you been watching anything else, Joe? No. No. They, oh, so, okay. <laughs> you want to talk about stuff that's way outside of my typical periphery? Yeah. I've been watching it. Rhythm and Flow. I don't know what that is. It is a reality show with 
T.I., I think that's his name. Okay. <laughs> Cardi B and okay. Chance the Rapper. Huh. And they are, they, they scour the United States, pull a bunch of people in uh, from each other's cities, and they're competing for a quarter million dollars. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, and I've, that's I've better gotten than through a most of that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and it's been interesting to me, and I don't know if it's interesting to me because it's so far outside of my norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're learning something new through it. But I'm, I'm, I'm learning to appreciate something that I don't typically expose myself to. Yeah, it's cool. I like seeing how they put their music together and how quickly they can. I mean, you know, they get like one or two days to assemble a song for a rap battle. And some of these people may never have done a rap battle before. You know, they may they may specialize in a different form of rap. That's cool. so. It's it's been interesting to watch. I'm enjoying it. That's fun. Yeah. And going back called, to called oh, Rhythm and Flow. Rhythm, it's on Netflix. Rhythm and Flow. That sounds cool. Going back to Rooster Teeth, I did also watch Genlock while I was watching the rest of Ruby. And go watch Genlock. Um, I want people to watch it. Because I want a second season, and a second season is up in the air right now, which is really frustrating because it's this all-star cast, very great story. Um, It's just so good. And it's only like eight episodes long. Uh, So not a lot of commitment. I'm sorry if they don't make another season. There's a comic book out right now, which worries me too, that they're going to just turn it into a comic book. But it's got David Tennant and uh, Michael B. Jordan. And Maisie Williams is a really good cast. I loved that show. Uh, I'd kind of forgotten about it. We watched the first three or four episodes, and I lost Rooster just in, or didn't, lost VRV, so I didn't have it for a while. And we got it so we could finish Ruby. I was like, oh yeah, we gotta watch Genlock too. Mm. And I'm really glad I did because it was one of the best shows that Rooster's ever made. Cool. Yeah. Next level stuff for them, which is why I hope it does well. I also watched, I didn't write this in the notes, um, we watched it in a day, She-Ra oh. uh, on Netflix. Yeah, how'd you feel? The, the new first season, season or, okay. Yeah, the fourth season, I believe. I did not realize there were already so many seasons of that show. <laughs> yeah, I didn't this either. one was 12 episodes or 13 episodes, uh, which is twice as long as the last one. We we watched two episodes before I went to work, and then I came home. We watched the rest of it, and the stakes are very high in this season. It's yeah, like uh, prime rib. Intense. Like what? Prime rib. Yes, prime <laughs> rib stakes. <laughs> it's it's big stuff is happening. It's not. It's really cool to see just like how much the show has grown in like the issues that they're having, mm-hmm. uh, but still very feminine focused feels very like my little pony to me uh i'm just so invested because like the stuff that's going on i'm just like oh man what's gonna happen next yeah um but like the only real masculine character in the show eats bugs and is crazy um (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I was talking to my wife about this because uh, she thinks I'm being ridiculous. I just, I don't know. I just, I'm, 
a dude, I'm masculine. It's like I like the masculine beat up types, and uh, there's not a lot of those. But Bo, uh, who has bow and arrow, mm-hmm. he's got this big heart on his shirt. It's like a belly shirt. Um, and him as a character, he's not like he he's masculine, and there's stuff about him that's like um, they're, they're good things for men to take or you know boys to take from. Um, watch this; it's definitely a kid show. Um, but he's wearing a heart and a belly shirt. I just can't take him seriously. I'm just like, you're not a manly man. <laughs> so the manly man eats bugs, and it's fun. I'm a feminine femin- man. <laughs> uh, definitely like a show targeted towards girls, but it's not bad because of that. I, it's still been a lot of fun to watch. Things are getting crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I like it. There's a lot of deep lore too. Uh, it's kind of revealed over the last two seasons. I suppose it's been through the whole show, but last two seasons we've gotten a lot of it. Um, yeah, who She-Ra is, where she comes from. They've made that all really interesting, and I don't know if that's from the original show or not. I was just going to uh, ask. Hmm. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I, I'm really surprised. She's not... No, I don't want to give it away. I uh, It's just not what I thought. It's kind of cool. She's not American. Probably not. <laughs> they live on an entirely different world. It's not Earth. So I'm playing it safe. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's fun. If you're if you want to check it out, do so. It's it's fun. Um, definitely something that I'm enjoying watching with my wife. Yeah. Cool. I probably wouldn't have watched it if she wouldn't have been like, "You have to watch this season with me." I would have been like, okay. But now, I mean, season four came out, and I was like, hey, She-Ra's on. Do you want to you go watch it? They got a new season. I was the one excited to go check it out. So, Cool. Yeah. We'll get into the TV news. Another show that I've definitely been watching, but I didn't think it was worth mentioning because I've mentioned it every week since the first episode aired. Titans season three is uh, confirmed. It'll come out in 2020, which is great because the show itself is – been this this season has been great but it's kind of fixed the problems of the first season and is setting up for a new season and there's not a lot happening right now okay mm-hmm. so i'm enjoying it because of the things that they're fixing uh, but i'm definitely if they were going to end it this season you would be left with nothing like nothing would have happened um so very cool we'll get more of that next year uh stranger things the first episode has kind of a cool Easter egg I thought was worth mentioning. Um, the title of the premiere episode for season four is an X-Men reference. It's called Hellfire Club. And that is the, it's, it's like a, uh, what do they call it? A rogue gallery of villains uh, from X-Men that are, they're actually in the first class movie. Okay. Like the villains of that. So that's kind of cool. I don't know if the actual... Uh, episode a lot of x-men references but i bet it will just because of the way that they've named things in the past are usually um to those references like ghostbusters and things uh and then we can talk about disney plus just how important are these marvel movies marvel tv uh shows to the movies and it turns out they are very important according to the articles man i'm turning real southern joe According to these articles, not Corden. Uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with the way you said that. <laughs> My accent is changing. Um, according to it's just articles in. that are coming out, 
you will need to watch these shows to understand the movies in the future. And I don't know how. I think that's kind of hogwash. Yeah. We'll we'll see it when it comes out because my thing is you could watch Ragnarok and enjoy that movie without watching Disney Plus shows. Yeah. Or without watching the previous movies even. Right. And like there's still yeah. things that they say and do that you wouldn't necessarily fully understand if you didn't watch, you know, Thor 2 or something like that. But you know, you're still going to like that. But you're still going to enjoy it 100%. You don't actually need to know that stuff. <laughs> Specifically with this one, they're saying that Loki and WandaVision, you're going to need to watch those shows to understand Doctor Strange 2. Which so we'll uh, see. I think that's that's. I don't. I don't think that's a good I mean, way to do it. For all yeah of any movie, it makes sense for Doctor Strange too because it's focused on multiverses. So especially with like Loki, that show is supposed to be about. I mean, what he does with an the alternate timeline. Yeah, so it makes sense that they'd be connected. It doesn't make sense yeah. that you would have to watch those shows to understand Doctor Strange right. too. I feel like it's cool to have them connected, but way too much to depend on them you know because that's, that's i assume mean, it'll hey, also tell us how it. wanda got to dr strange yeah it, that's true yeah like because they're going to be together in that or well partnered up mm-hmm. in dr strange too it's just like hey um, you already are paying enough to buy this like pay a ticket to see a movie why should you also have to spend your time and money on watching shows but, that you may not even be I, interested in you may just be interested in the movie they yeah. did this with halo and Halo got crushed. I mean, it destroyed Halo because they released all this supplementary. Wow, I can't do it either. Supplementary material, these books and things that continued the world. But when they released Halo Four or Five, like if you didn't read the books, you were completely lost. Yeah. Hmm. Uh. I hope that's not the case with this. I think they'll really be messing up. It was also confirmed, we should put this up while we're talking about this too, though. Uh, She-Hulk and Miss Marvel and Moon Knight have been confirmed that when those shows come out, those characters will show up in the other movies, uh, in future movies, which I think is good. Yeah. I want to yeah. see that happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, it's good. I just want people to be like, hey, that's She-Hulk. She came from one of the shows. I go, okay, got it. I can watch this yeah, movie now. Totally. I don't... I don't. It, it seems weird that they would say that you have to watch these things to understand. Yep. We'll see. I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And this is all the TV news, so we get into our discussion question. Actually, Joe, you had one more thing you were geeking out about. I want to get into that before we talk about the question. That's suspense for you. Your fire. Oh, uh, yeah. Firefight. Uh, firefight. That's the second book. In the Reckoner series, I'm about okay. 15 chapters in now. I was real confused because I didn't ask you what it was beforehand, and I was just like, "What is Firefight?" <laughs> yeah, that's Brandon Sanderson. Since I finished, since I finished his fantasy novel series, I've been moving on to this, cool. and uh, yeah, about 15 chapters into book two of that trilogy. They're way shorter than than the Stormlight Archive books. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of fifty hours a book, it's about ten to twelve hours a book. But you're enjoying I'm it? I'm I'm enjoying it. It's definitely not as finely honed. It's definitely you can tell it's his er, it's earlier work from him. Yeah, different style, like entirely probably. Yeah. Yeah it is. And you can tell that. But it's still well done. I'm I'm still they're f- kind of fun popcorn books. Cool. Yeah. We'll get into the discussion question from Ninja. 
from Discord. If you want to ask us questions, you can go to our Discord um, server and go to the channel ggcastquestions and ask them, and we will answer them. Ninja asks, do you guys have any advice for me or other Christians dealing with authority figures who disapprove of geeky stuff? Uh, and the context of this, he had a whole long thing um, that kind of gave the, the context of why he's asking this. And basically, to sum it up for you guys, it's how to do with D&D. His authority figure in his life is saying that Dungeons & Dragons is demonic. And so he's actually given up Dungeons & Dragons just to um, like appease, yeah. I guess. So there wasn't any strife in the situation. Um, so I think it's... I think it's an admirable, admirable of you to do, uh, but also sad because D&D is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first with Dungeons & Dragons, I wanted to address that really quickly. Um, I think, I can't remember his name. The creator of D&D was a Christian, I believe. You have to Gary look that Gygax. Up. Gary Gygax, yeah. Look it up for the information because I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that he was a Christian himself and then um yeah it's it's no different than like you know lord of the rings or narnia chronicles of narnia yeah. even or, even harry know. potter honestly i mean um jk Rowling, well there's a lot of people that had issues with harry potter <laughs> so yeah, i was like no, we'll stay away from I, that I one, just, there was book burnings in the 90s so if, if you got problems with D, you probably have problems with harry potter as well yeah exactly that's what i would say even though i wrote a for, the, for the same reasons entire yeah. paper talking about how the last book compares with verses in matthew whatever it's not like yeah. i took a class on it or anything Um, there's definitely christian values you can find from harry potter books totally Um, i mean that's kind of what we specialize in with our writing here though we Mm -hmm. we look at finding the christian values in everything totally right um i i had a very similar situation in high school my i I played a ton of diablo 2 in high school i'm old by the way (laughs) um (laughs) but that's that's what me and my friends did we just played diablo 2 all the time Mm mm-hmm and my dad pulled me aside and he said, "Hey, you know, you're you're 17 years old. I you're old enough to make this decision, but I don't think you should be playing this. It's it looks demonic. It's got you know, skeletons and stuff on the front of the box art, that sort of thing." And he and I had a sit-down conversation where he treated me like an adult. He listened to me defend my reason on why I had no problem with this. He felt like I was a mature enough Christian at the time. He gave me the respect to be able to make that decision for myself. But, you know, I sat down and I said, look, yes, there's there, there's skeletons and demons and stuff in the game. They're on the box art. It's definitely an intimidating sort of thing. But you're playing a good guy in a fantasy world, and your whole goal is to kill the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, and it's it's fun. I you know I'm able to distinguish the difference in fantasy magic and effects versus real magic. I'm not going to a coven and and sitting down and trying to summon, you know, summon the spirit of Samuel or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I respect. I, I respect what you did stepping back from it in that situation. Um, I, I think in my experience when I would be interested to know 
you know, if you and your dad sat down and had a real heart-to-heart, drawn-out conversation about why he feels that way, and you know, if if he would be willing to listen to why you feel that way, um, and yeah, Sean, uh, one of the other members of the board, Sean has an article. I think about Dungeons and Dragons up on our site. Um, yeah, we actually put that in the GUG cast questions page. LJ did. And then LJ, I'm sure uh, if I ask him to, we throw that in the notes for us, please, um, of the podcast itself in the description somewhere. I mean, this, you know, we get we get questions like this frequently. It covers a lot more than just Dungeons and Dragons or Diablo or Harry Potter. I mean, this is I mean, what I just said right there covers books, movies, and video games and tabletop mm-hmm. yeah pretty much everything geeks are involved in so yeah i, I mean it's ultimately going to have to be a decision that you come to terms with um because that's between you and god but you know as far as the authority figure with your dad i would be interested to know you know it did does he present his arguments or is it one of those things where he just kind of writes it off and goes well that's because that's it's just wrong. You right. know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I'm just curious. Because if he's got a, a sincere concern, that's what my dad did. My dad had a sincere concern. He thought that there was probably content I was consuming that was not fit. And I sat down and had a conversation and explained to him that I understood what I was consuming, how I was consuming it, and that I could responsibly consume that as a Christian. Totally. Yeah. I think the... And you, you really, like, hit the nail on the head, I think, Joe. Um, I think the most important thing is to not belittle um, that authority figure because a lot of times yeah. it's... If you belittle them, they'll belittle, belittle you, and it needs to be all based on respect um, because mm-hmm. they're not going to respect you if you don't respect them. Exactly that. Um, and again, like, yep. just like Joe, what you were saying, like, your dad had a legitimate concern. Um, and, you know, with this person who's asking this question, it was about his dad um and so there's very very true that it could just be like hey i'm concerned for you this is something i don't understand and it just kind of looks scary because of these reasons and it's fine like people get scared of things that they don't understand and that's a legitimate thing um it can be very harmful in many situations um i mean that's what there's like you know basis of like racism sexism and stuff i mean just on a very different tangent um but people are scared yeah. of things they don't understand. So if you sort of explain it to him um, or anyone in the situation, explain it to your authority figure. And again, like Joe, like what you're saying, like, hey, th- this is how I'm consuming it. This is how I recognize it um, can really shape that conversation. I think it's really important. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you guys both have it. Is like, uh, Shelly's saying something really important there of, if they don't understand it, then, like, they're totally probably fine with football, and they're probably completely okay with certain TV shows uh, that you could probably yourself pick apart and show why they're unchristian. Um, football's the one I always go to because the competitiveness, like, it's crazy to me how okay the church is with football uh, in the same ways that they're, you know, should be okay with video games. It's, it's such a double standard to me is what I'm saying. Right. There. Um, I think that there's a lot of godly stuff that can come from watching football with your friends and that fellowship there. Uh, there's also a lot of dangerous, uh, I don't know, idolism in it too. And so 
I would I would say help them understand, like Shelly and Joe are saying, help them understand what it is. Kind of don't get combative with it, but make a case for yourself. Kind of understand what you need to present to him so that he can better understand it um, without it being attacking. Um, yeah. Because at this, like, to me, I kind of want him to learn what D&D is for the sake of it. I almost want you to play D&D with your dad so he can see um how much fun it can be and how creative it can be um and how that can glorify god in itself but yeah um maybe don't go as far as playing but show them what it is let me offer an alternative as well you you mentioned the creativity and stuff being being such a draw there are other if D &D in particular is such an issue there are other tabletop systems that you can play yeah get in on that wendy's Woo! Well, with Wendy's, you're still casting. There's authentic ones, so. but um. <laughs> no, I mean like there's like superhero based based ones, and yeah. I mean yeah. you know there's hundreds of rule sets for tabletop games that that play very similarly. Yeah. So if right. you if if he has a particular trouble with D and D and you still want to run a campaign, you totally could just play another learn another rule set. Yeah. And yeah. I think what's also important too is like when having that conversation. Um, keep in mind that, like, just, just keep an open mind, I suppose. Like, don't assume you're in the right. Don't assume he's in the right. Yeah. But I think, I mean, just speaking from experience, um, I had a sort of weird miscommunication disagreement with my dad, um, about something. And I just asked him about it when we were hanging out once, like this time, um, this last week. And I thought I was very sure of, like, what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, like, I want to do what I want to do. But then he explained his reasoning. I'm like, you know what? No, you're totally right. Um, So I just don't, again, if you're you're not respecting what that authority figure has to say, then you're not really going to get anything from the conversation either. So, yeah. I think it's important for us to state is that we don't condone sin. Yeah. We're not saying, you know... There's definitely things that in D&D that could be bad for you. Absolutely. That could be harmful yeah. um, if that's what you're soaking up. And so you need to be aware of, you know, your, be discerning um, about the situation. And so I don't want you to think that um, in your question, how do you, you know, um, how do you deal with authority figures to disprove of geeky stuff? Geeky stuff isn't inherently good uh, in our eyes. It's not inherently evil, though, either. And that's the thing yep. that we're trying yeah. to that's the message we're trying to get across totally is that it is it is both and so i i just want to put that out there too is like don't think that we're saying hey D is completely perfectly okay to to consume um i i don't know what you play as but if you are some like demon summoning um person that like just goes in there to release all of your murderous thoughts um <laughs> you may want to get help uh, that's that's an extreme yeah. but you know what i'm saying what's um a really don't show your father this video. Um, it's not going to be con- helpful. helpful. But I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked about it a lot, and I think Cody has too. John Tron has this video um, <laughs> where he reviews this um, movie that was made. Christian. Yeah, it was like a oh, like yeah. a this movie that was made by this sort of Christian group, um, made off of uh, Christian comics. Um, I forget. There was like chick something chick. Anyway, um, but it's called like Dark Dungeons or something. 
uh, and it's basically about it's it is like I don't even think it's meant to be satire. I think it's meant to be taken seriously. It's very closely resembles the comics it comes from um, by this you know the comics Christian definitely comics were. Guy. I don't know if the movie yeah. they made was the comics at least and and they are actually fairly like accurate to it um so which is, so great. Which is really Dark interesting Dungeons, you were right yeah um basically it's just it's about this like these two um women who because like go to college and then they get kind of introduced to D and it's super duper weird and how, how it goes about it but basically the main idea was that like they get way too invested into role playing and it's a problem and it's one of those things where it's absolutely ridiculous that entire movie but the thing is, like, if you do roleplay to your character too much, if you do care about D&D too much, just, like, if you care too much about anything and put that above God, that is an issue. So, yeah. if you want something amusing to watch, definitely watch that. There's definitely language. But, um, I don't know. It's just one of those Good things points. where that is a legitimate thing, is if you are, like, caring way too much about, like, if your character dies in the game, then you feel destroyed in real life. Like, that's an issue. So, yeah. Yeah. That's deeper than Dungeons and Dragons. Hundred percent. Like it's it. It could be anything, anywhere. D and D is just another yeah. medium for it. There's so many right. mediums. Cool. Are you guys geeking out about anything else this week? Nope. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that new Star Wars game. Yeah. Cool. Speaking of D and D, um, one thing I did do this week is I just <laughs> played D and D. I didn't play D and D. Um, but my okay. fiance is making a new campaign relatively soon in the next couple months. We're going to start. Ooh. And so I basically started getting ideas for my character. And I think I'm going to play, um, a samurai. It's uh, one of the fighting subclasses. Um, and I think I'm going to be a super duper lazy samurai. I just want to, <laughs> which is like very nice. backwards thinking. If anyone's ever played Fire Emblem Three Houses, I'm basing this character off of Hilda. And you probably know okay. exactly what I am trying to go for if you know who Hilda is, because she... I was thinking Cannon Busters. There is a very lazy samurai in that as well. No. Hilda's a character who, uh, um, she is very, I guess, like, stereotypically girly in the sense that she really likes fashion. She really likes makeup and things like that. Um, and she tries to get everyone else to do her work. She's very lazy in that sense. Um, and... But she actually, if you put her in battle, she just destroys everyone. She's an amazing fire. She will be one of your best units if you play um, in the Golden Deer playthrough. So that's kind of what I'm going for. <laughs> cool. But yeah, that's Fun. what I've been doing. Awesome. Well, if that's, if that's it, um, are we... I think we're good. Yeah. Joe, where can they find you at? Find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24, and you can watch me stream Shadow of War on Tuesday nights at Geeks Under Grace. Um, sorry, twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace. <laughs> cool. And you can find me at Cody Armor on Twitter. Go ahead and keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Peace. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app.
If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.